0: Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 23. It's May already, which is crazy. May 4, 2021. Um, Thanks for being here with us. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, what's up?
0: Oh man, it's uh, like 80, I think I got in my car earlier, my truck, and it was like 89 degrees here today. Oh, nice. Roasted in a good way, but how about you, how's it going?
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I just got back from a little run. It was rainy and humid, and honestly, I don't know how warm, but probably like 60, so definitely not in the 80s, but um, yeah, really. I, feel like every,
0: every, I think like every podcast start out like talking about the weather.
1: we're like just we're like two old men having coffee at the you know at the at the um diner yeah
0: exactly yeah
1: but um anyway thank you guys for listening yeah this is episode 23 just real quick if you're looking for all of our stuff you can find us on uh, social media facebook and instagram at hill pursuit check out the website hillpursuit.com where you'll have access to our um our daily blog where we just kind of Talk about training, life, whatever's going on. And um, you'll have access to all the other podcast episodes, which are on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. But you can access all those on the website as well. Um, and if you guys want to start a conversation, leave us a comment, like, subscribe to stuff, or send us an email at hillpursuitgmail.com. So thanks for doing all those things. And, you know, hopefully we can get a little, uh, dialogue going with you guys. That'd be a lot of fun, but anyway. Yeah. So I just, uh, I just got like a little 30 minute run in, um, nothing crazy. I had a big bike session this morning and I wanted to sleep in a little bit. So for the, you know, for the most part, I'll, uh, it was only 90 minutes, but it was like a relatively actually, and it wasn't too intense, but it was a 90 minute ride. And for the most part, I try to stack that stuff. So I had a 90 minute ride and a 30 minute run and I was going to just run off the bike just to, just to feel that since I'm that's happening for me very soon, which we'll talk about today. Um, yeah, I wanted to sleep in a little bit. So, um, I just did the ride. Um, so not a huge deal, but yeah, I got my run in just now. And like I said, yeah, it was super humid. Um, really like comfortable, you know, moderate temp. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy hot or cold or anything. The breeze was, was just sticky, sticky breeze, really humid. So really, really sweaty, but I kept it super, super easy. My really easy stuff is somewhere between just depending on the day, 945 and 1015 pace, just as almost as light as can be possibly be when I'm not doing like interval work. So it was really light and that was fine. So, um, yeah, I just got that done. And, um, this is, uh, for me, this is a little bit of a down week, which is cool. So I had a few weeks up, just had a massive week last week. And, um, it was big for a few reasons. I actually had a 90 minute commute one way every single day last week on top of my biggest volume and intensity (laughs) week um, yet in the last 14 weeks. So it was like, it was a really stressful week. And I didn't like struggle to find the time, but it wasn't easy. You know, like when three hours of your day are just automatically shot, it's like, I mean, it goes back to the whole concept of like, you know, are you going to get your stuff in or are you going to make an, make up an excuse to to miss your session or, or whatever, you know, I didn't miss a single minute last week. And, um, you know, I, I got everything in and, Oh, I didn't even tell you this (laughs) last week. I got my, uh, my second vaccination. And the next morning I was like, I was getting on my bike for a workout and I couldn't hit any numbers like power output or anything. And I I could not figure out for the life of me what was going on. I literally, even in that moment, I, it didn't register for me that the, the shot might've like affected me a little bit because I'm not like, I'm not like Mr. Vaccination. I wasn't, You know, I wasn't super into getting it in the first place, but whatever, I got it. And it never, I just assumed, oh, you know, I'm young, healthy, active. It's not going to affect me at all. But I literally had to stop like 10 times in my workout. I just had to completely stop because I was so drained and like like a
0: cardiovascular thing, strength thing, or both,
1: both everything. Really, I -hmm. felt like I had the flu for probably 12 hours that the day after. Um, Um, And it was during a workout in the morning that it started. Actually, dude, it was after our last podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, we podcasted. I was fine. I felt completely normal. Got on the bike right after and I just had nothing. It was it was so wild. It didn't even occur to me. But anyway, uh, so that was that was last week. I still you know, I got that session in I still finished it it did, you know, it occurred to me later that that was probably why. So it didn't really bother me, you know. Um, and then, you know, finishing up the rest of the week, I, I think my biggest, I had a big run that was like 11 and a half miles, which was about the longest I've done so far. But I certainly have a lot more in me. But right now, um, that's about as as long as it needs to be. And um, anyway, we'll talk about that moving forward. But what have you really been how has this past week been for you with your training? What's been going on?
0: So the weekend I got thrown off on the weekend. I worked, uh, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, uh, Saturday or was it, when was it Friday night? Yeah. I came, I came home. I wasn't planning on training probably Friday night anyway. Uh, I trick wait, no. So I, yeah, I wasn't planning on training Friday night. So I came home. Um, and my dog, for some reason, was up all night. I think I had some people out and about. I live in like a, the town and um, I live by a college and I think the kids are just out. So my dog was up barking until like two in the morning and uh, I didn't go to sleep. I think I looked at my clock again at like two and um, I get up at 430 and uh, so like two and a half hours of sleep Friday night. And I don't got to tell you this crying to the wolves but um, so I was like I came home and where I'm getting with this like it is what it is you know you go to work but I was like man I came home Saturday night I was like man do I suck it up and just get something in training wise or do I just cash it in just get a good night's rest and um, you know I thought that out a little bit so you know it was like I'm just gonna get a good night's rest I'm gonna turn it in early and get some sleep and we'll we'll get after it the next day and fortunately that worked out perfect I <laughs> Got rejuvenated, came back in Sunday. I did uh, uh what did I end up doing? Some spent some bandit speed dead squats actually. I just did like ten by two with like thirty seconds in between. It was like two ten on the bar and then uh, a red and a green on each side. And uh, and then I was uh started rolling the jujitsu again and that's feeling good. And um, you know I my conditioning obviously isn't. Isn't full, fully there when it needs to be to to really roll a long time at a high intensity, but it definitely the base is there. So I was happy to feel that you know I was able to go and you know get in some some skirt some scuffles for like a couple couple second bouts and kind of get my wind back and go at it again. So that was cool and um, that just goes to show you if you keep some sort of base, it, it is there and. Uh, now it's just kind of I think anything like wrestling, jujitsu, whatever sport you have, you know, you're not you're not really conditioned until you do the sport. You know, the sport's gonna get you know, the conditioning, and obviously everything else you do will benefit that. But so that's kind of where I'm at now. And then obviously if you've been following along, we're we're working on the elk program. I'll be testing here what, another week and a half. So until then, I just can, been in kind of luau, out, having fun with some stuff and messing around. Like I don't usually do bandit deadlifts or bandit squats, but I was like, hey. You know, it's, I got my stuff anchored in, I got my power rack anchored into the, uh, the garage floor. So here's what I'll have fun, just have some fun and try it out.
1: Yeah, that's sweet. That's good. Um, what was I just going to ask? Oh, I was going to ask you, um, do you like this place a little bit better where you were rolling around with jujitsu?
0: Yeah, big time. Yeah. I mean, everyone's super, uh, the instructors are super helpful. And, um, you know, so it's like structured, like, you know, kind of like a wrestling practice was, I, and, and, you know, and not every place is the same. I'm not saying I, it has to be exactly how I like it, but I think in order to stick to a place, you have to, whether it's a, whether it's a CrossFit gym, a powerlifting gym or whatever, I think you kind of have to enjoy it or feel like you got work out of it. So essentially it's structured, you know, you get a good warm up in, you drill, which if you're not familiar, drill is like learning something new, put it to work. And then we, we finished off with like some, uh, some live, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. putting in, putting in what you learned and actually go to work. And by the time you're done with that, you, you feel like you got to work, you got some work in. So definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed it. And um, I actually have it. So I'll probably after this, I'll probably hit some deadlifts and roll about eight o'clock tonight. So
1: nice. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's important. When you're just kind of, uh, you know, staying in a maintenance phase. It's important to do something different, stay active, have fun, you know, and it sounds like you're just, you're spot on with that. And, and that's really cool too. So keep us posted about that. But yeah, I mean, we do have this uh, elk program if you've been following along. Um, we have three parts, right, Mitch? We have three parts and we're gonna have at least another one for sure where mm-hmm. we'll, we'll dive into the intricacies of those first four weeks. So. That's not today, but that will likely be our next one because that test is coming up here shortly. So, um, today we're going to talk about something a little bit different that was kind of just, honestly, I, th- I think about this often. And I, I was just thinking about it today on my run as well. And something earlier this week kind of triggered it. But, um, you know, I have a few things personally um, in terms of like racing and competing. I have a few things this calendar year that I've never done before um, or even, you know, sniffed. (laughs) So it it occurs to me um, sometimes, you know, what, what should a realistic expectation actually be for something that you've never done before, you know? And then, then of course, you know, when you, when you get on that thought process and on that train, your your brain just kind of goes everywhere and it's like, um, okay, so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about my expectations for something I've never done. What about for the stuff that I, that I do every single day? You know, um, what about for tomorrow morning's training session? You know, um, and then, you know, take it out of training and out of competition. And, you know, what do you expect at work? What do you expect in your relationships? You know, all this stuff. So like, I I like the topic of, of realistic expectations because, um, frankly, you, you literally get out exactly what you put in, you know? Um, so what, what triggered me on to thinking about this in the first place is I was helping a friend earlier this week, um, get some running shoes a friend who's getting back into running asked for some help with like what kind of running shoes they should get. So I was just, just offering some, some of my just personal advice or personal experience with different brands of running shoes. And I mean, it's funny because I probably wouldn't even say that I'm a runner, but I do run a heck of a lot, but I'm still, I still wouldn't traditionally say like that. I'm like a runner, but anyway, I've owned my fair share of running shoes. So that's really all I was doing just offering some advice. But it was funny because this person is a person who like, signs up for stuff, races, events, lifts, whatever, and doesn't train. And then when it comes around, the person is just this person is always says something like, well, I didn't train. So, um, However this goes, I'll, I'll be happy or I can't expect much because I didn't really train. I mean, it's, it's almost like giving yourself an excuse to perform poorly or not strong by saying, oh, well, I haven't trained. So so I don't expect much or or I won't be able to keep up with you. I really haven't been running the last eight weeks. You know, like that's the kind of person that I was helping And it, um, I don't know. I just think that's like a really easy way out of having accountability for what you either do or don't do, you know, like if you're not going to, if you're not going to train, um, don't waste your time and sign up for stuff, right? Like, like if, if you're, if you're not going to put the actual work in to do your best, then don't waste your time because when you, when you tow the line to start something or, you know, when you're about to perform in a, in a meet, a a lifting meet or, or whatever, or run a race or bike, a race or swim a race. I mean, you're standing next to people who've probably been working for like months, you know, and it's fine if you don't, if you don't want to have your best on that day, but then it's like, you know, even if you, even if you run a 20 minute 5k, which is great, it's like, how much did you just short yourself because you didn't actually put time in, you know, what you, maybe you could have ran a 17 minute 5k, you know, like, yeah, 20 is great, but you know, what do you, what do you really expect to happen if you're not gonna put, put the work in? So I, I, I think about that sometimes with you know, an overarching theme of this entire, for me, this, this calendar year of training, um, I've never done three of the races that I'm doing this year. You know, I've, I have an Olympic triathlon in two and a half weeks, never done one of them. I have mm-hmm. a half Ironman in five and a half weeks, never done one of them. And then I have a full Ironman in September. Never done one, of, you know. So I have three things that I've never done before. And I'm sitting here reflecting. Well, I was running earlier and reflecting on like, what should I really expect to happen during these races? You know, and can I expect myself to compete with myself? You know, because. I work hard, you know, if I, if I work hard every single day, can I expect, um, you know, a certain hour or minute of, of timing. Right. And I think, um, I think we, we see this all the time where, um, and you just kind of correct me if I'm wrong here. We see this all the time. If it's, whether it's a one RM or it's like, uh, a running race, you know, if you have a friend who can deadlift 500 pounds, for example, which, um, you know, is a great, a great number. But if I have a friend who can deadlift 500 pounds, does it make sense for me to say, you know, well, I'm going to do a one RM in two weeks, it'll probably be about 500 pounds. There's a lot that goes into that statement, right? I mean, it's, what have I been doing for four, six, eight, 12 weeks to, to support that statement, you know, and just because you're, you have something on the calendar or just because like for you, for example, you're about to do some tests, right. Just because you're doing those doesn't, it doesn't mean that you've earned a certain outcome just because you put it on your calendar. Right. And I feel like um, a lot of people, and I don't want to be this way. So I'm kind of like putting myself in check here a lot of people, you know, they sign up for the 5k or the, the half marathon, the marathon, the Olympic triad, whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, automatically, Oh, I'm running a 5k. Yeah. That'll be about 20 minutes. And then time goes by and you know, the training may be there. It may not be there, but like, what's a realistic expectation based on what you're doing, you know? And, um, I just want to make sure for myself that I have realistic expectations. And I think it's important for people to kind of just hear our brain about this because, um, you know, I I actually wrote a blog about this the other day. Like we don't deserve any outcome. You know, we don't deserve like, I'm doing my first Olympic triathlon. You know, I think, I think from what I saw last year at the same event, like a good time competitive time was like slightly under three hours, probably like the best time being way under, but um, like my friend, who's a really good swimmer completed it in like under a little bit under three hours, average cyclist and a decent runner. But um, you know, I'm not entitled to that time just because I signed up for this race. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't feel like I, or anybody, deserves a specific outcome just because you put your name down on a starting list right um how right. do you feel about that as it applies to like some of your tests that you have coming up
0: yeah so not just a test i'm just i'm going straight to the hunt and yeah and you know it's as soon as you say expectations and not reaching certain things there's a quote and i can't remember it verbatim but essentially you fall to your level of training and if, you go, if I go into this hunt and it's the first time I'm ever doing an archery elk hunt and I don't shoot my bow until September and I don't train physically until two weeks out of the hunt or I don't make sure my gear's in check, that's everything I can control. And if I choose not to do that, I'm automatically putting myself at a disadvantage. And I'm a huge believer in control what you can. And like you, I mean, it's your first time going into these events, right? And yes, you're—I mean—you're busting your butt. You've been training hard. You are controlling what you can. Exactly. And And you are. And if if you don't, you're doing yourself a dis a disservice. But on the same token, too, even if you control everything you can and you work hard and you put everything out there, that still does not mean everything's going to go smoothly. I think a lot of people get caught up in that too like oh i worked so hard um i deserved this you know no one no one worked harder than i had which okay good good for you you know then maybe you can walk off easier you know if i relate it to wrestling if if you were the first one in the room last one out you were doing stuff on your free time and maybe you didn't maybe you weren't standing first on the podium may it suck yeah absolutely because you know you worked hard but you know you don't just because you worked hard doesn't mean you walk right up to number one but i think at the same token i think you can maybe rest a little bit easier knowing hey you know i I did work as hard as i could and what was meant to be was meant to be at this point so control what you can and kind of let the rest roll
1: yeah i think that's like a super powerful uh um, little statement there about being able to control literally what you can control only, you know, um, if, uh, if I get a flat tire when I'm racing um, I can't really control that. I got the flat tire most likely. Right. But um, I can fix it. And if I get another flat tire, I could probably fix that. <laughs> But if I, if I get three flat tires, I might not be carrying three different bike tubes. You know what I mean? That's so, that's not, that's not in my control. So, um, you have to, like you said, you know, making your gears, making sure your gear is in check, right? Like that's a Mm -hmm. big one. That's a huge one for me too, because I've done these races. I've done the sprints before. I haven't had to really, you don't have to carry anything for a sprint. It's 90 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours, you know, it's so fast. It's like, I don't need to carry water. I don't need to carry supplements. I don't need to carry any type of food or fuel or anything. You essentially can show up, make sure you have shoes and socks for your first transition. Good to go, (laughs) you know, and these three races that I have coming up are all much, much different. Like when you're out, you know, grinding for six hours, seven, eight hours, you know, whatever, five to eight hours. Honestly, I don't know where I'm going to finish, but um, um, when you're grinding for that long hours at a time, you can't just improvise that, you know, you have to, you have to be prepared. You have to um, practice your food, practice your fuel, practice your water, your liquids. And it takes more than just showing up with sneakers and socks like, Basically, that's what it's like for a sprint. You don't really need anything because it's just so fast of a race. But for every but for anything that's you know a couple hours or over, man, you need to be smart with your food. You know, and um, I'm sure the same is true for you if you're out, um, you know, if you're hiking for miles at a time to track an animal or or whatever you need to have something, right. You're not going to not bring food. You have to be prepared to have stuff. And, um, you know, it, it takes practice with that. It takes that. That's something that you can control. That's, that's something that is within the realm of possibility for you to have an impact on, you know, Mm -hmm. I can control what I bring into my transition area for food and fuel. I can make sure that my, my shoelaces are as tight as is comfortable. You know, um, I can also control what I do every single day. And if I'm somebody who every single day looks for a reason to get out of my training, then that's going to, that's going to manifest on race day. You're going to see that, you know, if, If I'm somebody who skips one or two workouts per week for 12, 15, 16, 18, 20 weeks, that's hours and hours and tons of volume and intensity that's missed. If it's one or two every single week, if it's one workout every couple weeks, every block, every cycle, no sweat, right? If you, if you skip it, life happens is what it is. But if you're someone who's like just searching for reasons to get out of get out of training, you know, um, you're going to see that you're going to see that in your performance, too. And, you know, um, not to put any single, um, I guess, athlete or person on blast, but we see this with some athletes. Right. You see this with you see this with all levels of athletes, Um, you know, kids or adults that are, are competitive athletes and they just try to get out of their work for the day. You know, they, they try to find a way to, Oh, I was limping this morning. I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't get to practice or, or, you know, you've probably heard every excuse in the book, you know, back to the, you know, my dog ate my homework. Right. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. And, and these principles apply to that too. It, it applies to the, to the classroom and it applies to your occupation and, um, you know, controlling what you can control and giving your best effort, I think is, I, I think you said it brilliantly. It's, it's exactly what you can do and it's going to help you sleep at night and it's going to give you the best performance that you can possibly have. And if you, if you put that work in and that time and, and you have no regrets and you, you, you pushed as hard as you could, um, you know, I don't care what my finishing time is. If I, if I stay as consistent as I have been. You know, cause I'm, I'm working hard and trying my best to be consistent. I know you're doing the same with your, with your elk hunt. And when that time comes for both of us, you know, the, it's going to fall into place as it's supposed to, because that work's already put in. Right.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, like you said, the work's already put in. The work should be done prior to the competition. Like, you know, you, you walk out on that mat, like you, you, you know your conditioning is gonna be there. You know your strength's gonna be there. You know, that that work was done when people weren't watching, you know, and with the elk coming up, you know, talking about expectations or, I know we're gonna screw up. We, and there, Cause there's some things that we can't do, you know, right now that we're gonna be faced with when we're out there, whether it's, you know, I never called for a, a bugling out before and sprinted to an elk that's 40 yards away with me just just screaming his head off. You know, I, I have never been tested in that realm before. I mean, I can, I can shoot my bow as many times as I can, you know, and, that, and that's what I can control. I can have that muscle. That's where the muscle memory comes in and having that repetition there, no matter what it is. So at that point, the, the stress is gonna be new to me. The pulling my bow back, the shot sequence, that should all be old news that I should be able to, that has been controlled, that has been done thousand times. The only thing I'm focusing on or should be focusing on is, hey, control your breathing, you know, let's slow this situation down and, you know, settle the pin and squeeze the back, you know, and all that has been done so many times before. And, you I, I think for you too, you know, there's probably gonna be things in your race that you, even though you could probably go do a mock race today, we all know competition day something happens you know it the anxiety is going to be there a little bit more you know you get i don't care you you know your your heart rate's probably going to be amped up even a little bit a couple beats more than just a mock meet day and it's it's working through that stress especially the first time you do anything so i think that's a big one i mean ex, if they ex, have unrealistic expectations it's you know ex, expect to expect to be throwing off a little bit and, and that's okay. It's how you work through those times. I think is what's going to make you successful or not.
1: Yeah. I think that's really important to remember is that, you know, you can go through the motions. You can practice your sequence of events. You can practice getting your wetsuit on and off. You can draw your bow back a million times, all this stuff. And um, on race day and on the, the day of the hunt or, the week of the hunt, whatever, something changes for sure. There's always stuff that happens that you can't control. So I think, I think that the, the biggest thing that, that um, if you're listening, the biggest thing to take away from this is just control what you can, you know, and let everything else just kind of fall into place. Um, you're going to have to adapt, but if, if there are any variables that you can control control all of them (laughs) as as best as you possibly can and um, just trust in that. And, and that's the realistic expectation is that you cover all your bases that you can and you adapt to anything that changes the day of the week of and uh, go from there, you know? So when I look at, when I think about that for myself, you know, I'm going into these, these races and I do want to be competitive but only with myself, you know, because I don't even know what it means to be competitive with anyone else at, at the distances. I want to be able to feel like at the end of these races, I gave I gave it my all. I managed it well and um, I performed as good as I could perform in my eyes. And that's the expectation. That's it. You know, I don't have a I don't have an hour goal. I don't have a you know, I don't need to finish in. Two hours, four hours, eight hours. You know, I, I don't have an hour goal for any of these races. I have a goal to. My my goal is every single day to work hard. That's my goal leading up to the race, and then, and then just have fun and let my fitness kind of take control at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, quick thing I want to say is, every time in my life where I can where I did not control, the things that I could have and Murphy Law takes effect, you know, everything goes wrong. And it's so much harder to come back. It's, it's harder to keep your composure because then you start getting angry that you didn't control what you could. And, you know, it kind of turns into a crapshoot, you know. And, you know, when things, when you are controlling what you can and something goes wrong, it makes those hiccups um, way more manageable. You know, I think you can keep your composure, you know, hey, we knew something was going to happen. Now it's now it's time to go to work and fix the problem yeah. and move on. Yeah. You know, and I think another thing is, too, is when you have a hiccup, don't beat yourself up that that happened. You know, expect those things to happen. Fix it. Get back on the horse and move on and forget about it and keep pushing towards the finish line.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, lots of really good content in there today. I think that's an important one to just kind of remember you know, whether or not you have a race, you have a hunt, you have anything, a lifting meet, anything on your calendar doesn't really matter. Um, you can control every single day. You know, you can control what you're doing on a daily basis. You might not be able to control the performance, you know, whether it's a month away, a couple of weeks away, eight months away. So there's always going to be variables that you can't control, but you can control the work that you put in on a daily basis, right? That whole principle of, Micro level versus macro level. You can control this the small stuff today. So if you can control the small stuff today, that's going to, um, you know, that's going to expand into the bigger stuff and the more important stuff and the harder variables that that are on a on a more macro level within the entire plan. So do your best to stay focused on a, on a daily basis. And that that's basically as uh, the most realistic expectation that you can have. So yeah, that was a really cool one. Thanks for sticking with us and following along. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us, hillpursuit at gmail.com shoot us a message, um, find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram at hillpursuit, And of course the website hillpursuit.com, where you can access the daily blog and this and all other podcast episodes, Mitch, what else you got?
0: That's it. Just keep swinging your ax one swing at a
1: time. Say no more. I love it. See you guys next time.